Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Chris Tetzel. This podcast starts now. Welcome to another Peers Over Beers. My name is Chris Detzel, and we have another special guest, Donnie Weinstein. Donnie, how are you today? I'm doing great, Chris. Good to see you. Good to be with you. Yes, good to see you. know, we do these on videos as well. So I have a YouTube, uh, Peers Over Beers, uh, and I publish them there. But obviously, if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see, uh, see us. But here we are, just two people face-to-face talking about the community. So, you know, we did kind of a pre-show today. And our pre-show was around uh, executive sponsorship. And so we want to talk a little bit about that. I'm sure we'll get off uh, uh, topic a little, but that's okay. But uh, Donnie, what's, what's on your mind today about uh, executive sponsorship? Because I have my thoughts, but I want to get dive into what you're thinking first. <clears throat> so at the end of the day, executive sponsorship, frankly, is, uh, you know, this is essentially the key keys to the city. You know, at the end of the day, if your executives are not, you know, bought in and in tune and regularly up- updated on your work and community, uh, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Mm. And so you want to make sure that it's certainly when you're, you're coming into a role um, <clears throat> that you have the visibility at the highest levels as possible. And if you don't have that, you want to work toward, toward getting that. Uh, that's certainly very critical. I mean, an example for me specifically is when I came into, when I met Kaltura several years ago, um, you know, I thought I may be a consultant for them. They wanted to learn about community. They wanted to learn about my journey. Uh, I was presenting to an extended marketing team and that led to a meeting with my future boss. And, um, you know, the key was really that they, they didn't have a job for me. They saw the value, they saw the potential and they, the general manager who was my executive sponsor, she went up to the CEO to get funding to create the position and bring me on board. And so, that was great. And during that, the early days of my, my tenure at, uh, at Kaltura, uh, we had that air cover where, you know, I was getting FaceTime with everybody all the way up to the CEO, to the president. We were doing executive reviews of the plans around community. Uh, you know, you ask for X, you get Y, but I got, you know, 80, 90% of my desired budget. And that allowed us to put a plan in place to stand up a brand new community, uh, to go live with a beta program and then go fully live. Now, having said all that, things change. During that time, uh, you know, the general, same general manager that petitioned the CEO to, to get funding for my role and for, uh, for community moved on. And then we had, a, you know, a new executive, new GM that came in. And that person did not see the community in the same manner that the previous one did. And it took some educating. Uh, and the particular GM was very focused on, you know, how do I double my revenue in the next, the next 12 months, which, is, a, which yeah. is a, certainly a very important objective for a growing startup. Um, but, you know, again, tying that specific objective to standing up a new community, well, those don't necessarily align as your top two or three priorities. Uh, it was important the work I was doing, but again, tying the, tying the, the dots to doubling revenue in 12 months is not necessarily one of the same for building a community to nurture existing you know, a thousand logos and driving deflection and content creation and, uh, you know, advocacy adoption and, and ideation, all those great things that community can do. So, it certainly took time to bring that executive on board. And then <clears throat> beyond that, you know, I was kind of keeping an eye on the radar on the company. You know, who are the other executives that we needed to bring into the fold? And one was a, a new chief customer officer um, who was standing up a, um, 
you know, new council, basically make the company more customer centric. And he invited yeah. me to become part of that, that council. And so as I got involved with the work we were doing there, um, I felt like that was going to be a better place for me strategically to be longer term. Uh, and as we, as, as we did that, you know, pivoted and, and moved over to, you know, to reporting under the chief customer officers uh, organization. So that certainly helped with, um, you know, with, with the vision. And again, as part of that journey of getting uh, the executive sponsor, because that allowed us to move from a, a limited and invite only uh, community to opening up full things to all of our customers, which we, which was done this past, uh, this past fall. And even if I look back, you know, my days at HP, when we again had sponsorship all the way up to the CEO to build out this, uh, to get, you know, funding for lithium back in the early days to go to building out these incredible communities for, HP consumer support for, for many years, we had visibility and sponsorship all the way to our SVP, to the VP, even the executive VP at HP. Uh, but even the last couple of years that I was on that social care team, you know, the EVP retired, the SVP went, went over to Apple, our VP mm -hmm. moved on to Apple. And then after that, it was sort of, we kind of lost momentum a little bit with, you know, every six months we get a new sheriff in town. It was like, well, why are, you guys, why are we spending so much money with lithium? Why are we spending so much money on community? Uh, can't this just like run on its own? And so again, it's that mind share of, again, the, the value of community and, and making sure that you're presenting that, communicating it and providing um, metrics around rele relevant KPIs and ROI is incredibly important. I think that uh, you hit the nail on the head. So just to give you a little bit about my story, because I think uh, it's highly important, especially specifically on this topic. Is that you know when I came uh, before I came to Realty, I worked at a cybersecurity company called uh, Imperva, great company, uh, but you know they never had a community. And the CEO and uh, his staff at the time believed heavily in community because they didn't have it. They'd been around for a while. They weren't a startup or anything else. You know, six thousand logos, et cetera. And, and uh, during that regime, you know, I really did some really cool things. But then when they left, you know, uh, the CEO left, chief customer officer left the uh, VP of customer success left, you know, all those people that were there are now gone. They had a new CEO, new, new chief customer officer, new everything. I mean, I, I think I did a really good job from bottoms up, you know, mm -hmm. uh, as well, you know, but then I had to start over with tops down and it's not that they let me go or anything like that, but, you know, I started seeing the writing on the wall, like, you know, they're not, they don't want to invest in community anymore. They don't, I'm going to say they sort of saw the value, you know, but it was, but it wasn't really, on top of their mind or anything else. And so um, so I didn't get as much chance there to present in front of uh, the executive staff. I didn't get, now I, the CEO at the time, or she was like, she called me and said, hey, Chris, you know, what is this community thing? Like, I keep hearing your name and keep hearing these things about community. Like, what the hell is it? You know, and so I had to educate her. So, you know, the positive is I start, started to get in front of them. But when I came to Relteo, so the CEO, uh, that left Imperva um, is the one that um, has actually uh, recruited me to Relteo. So that that's a good sign, right? Like when your CEO <laughs> recruits you, um, and and so and even to this day, like I've been there a little over a year, and even to this day, he always pushes the the executive team to uh, think about community in a big way. Where are we going to go big? Community is one of you know they're doing many things. But community is on that list still. And, and so, you know, I report in to, today to the CMO, uh, which is a good place to be, uh, you know, but the chief customer officer that's there now truly believes in it and, uh, and others. 
And so I think that, you know, when you kind of look at, hey, you need buy-in and, and you need to present uh, the, to the executives in front of people, I have plenty of opportunity. You know, like on Tuesday, I'm presenting to the entire company that includes the CEO and then the right. entire staff about, you know, uh, all things community, right? Like, what did we do last year? What are the metrics? What are we going next year? Those kinds of things, right? You know, and so, and I have... And then, uh, you know, the other ways that I get in front of the company is through these, we have these weekly, um, they call them standups that HR puts on, mm -hmm. you know, two or 300 people are on those calls, including the executives sometimes. And so, you know, every month or so I try, maybe it's six weeks, I try to get in front of the, that on that team and present, you know, customer stories, what's going on, this is the value and everything else. And, and. So what I'm doing internally is creating that excitement, not just with, you know, you know, the people that are going to help me do the work, you know, the work piece, but I'm also creating that buzz and excitement within um, the, uh, the executives. Every single executive uh, um, I have contact with, I can, con you know, like, like, the, uh, like today I, I had this idea and, you know, we have, always have ideas and I was like, I'm going to do this. So I reached out to our founder and CTO and, and they're trying to push him to be more um, kind of out there, the M master data management mm -hmm. expert, kind of the visionary, the everything else. And I said, hey, Manish, let's do an ask me anything. Uh, you know, we're going to, uh, on the community, we're going to invite, you know, um, prospects, customers, partners, and employees to it. Uh, and I'm going to get this other new VP of product to be the moderator and or question asker. And so he can kind of go a little deeper than I can. So what do you think? He goes, yeah, let's do it. Boom. Schedule it. Done. So I, I agree with you. You don't do that. You don't create the stickiness and everything else. And, and then people leave. It is hard. So I agree with you, Donnie. I mean, so. No, I even had you know, a little bit of, you know, a little bit of that in my tenure at Dome as well. I mean, you know, Steve Wellen, our COO who recruited me, I mean, he, he understood the value community when, when bringing me on board. Uh, but then, you know, when Steve moved on, you know, we had a couple more chief operating officers that followed and, you know, they, they were very supportive of the work I was doing. But again, that, that took time. It's an education. Yeah. And it's where does that, you know, where do they see that value relative to their other priorities? Because again, they've got a lot of competing parties on their dashboard and you got to make sure that, you know, you're tying in your value to their business objectives and the company's objectives. Uh, so, I, you know, very, and if you look at the, you know, some of the examples of brands that have, I would call them, you know, amazing communities or even emerging communities that really, they, they, they get it. I mean, not the company gets it. It's because they have a sponsorship up at the top, whether it be, you know, the great yeah. work that Erica Cool did at Salesforce and, and the time that she took, you know, to get visibility with Benahoff to, uh, you know, the work that Holly's doing at Benify with, you know, the CEO is very much involved, uh, even the folks at Mural. Uh, Alterx is another great example. And Brian mm -hmm. and um, Jeff Stroud did some amazing work there. And again, that's got visibility up at the top. Um, you know, and even at least, you know, though I'm not sure about the, you know, the structure, but it's clearly that that's got the, the, the right level of, of visibility. And it's not just, you know, it's a one-off it's, it's perfect. It's, percolated throughout the, the company. And again, it's got to be a regular topic of discussion and visibility at, 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 in the, the C-suite for you to be successful. What do you think about, uh, so let's, let's give an example. So we, I, I, I hear this a lot, you know, we need to make sure we get executive sponsorship and, and I completely agree, but, you know, let's, let's give an example each. Like you give me an example of, okay, let's say you want the chief customer officer or CMO or I don't know, whatever, 
you did slightly mention about kind of, you know, tied to the business needs, which that's the key at the end of the day. But can you give an example of, you know, how you might get the chief customer officer or VP of customer success or CMO or whoever, you know, interested in, in community? I mean, what, what is one of the things that you would do to, you know, say, hey, look, this is what community can do? Sure. So, you know, specifically those, those two leads, uh, you know, front and center is going to be around, especially in a, a an enterprise SaaS model. Yeah. Brands I've been involved in the last couple of years, the last, sorry, the last couple of runs I've had in the last seven years, um, you know, they live and breathe adoption, upsell retention and, and mitigating churn. Mm, that's and right. So if when community is done right and it's not going to happen overnight, you know, some people think, oh, well, let's turn it on and, you know, the magic happens <laughs> tomorrow. No, this is a journey. There's a playbook. You know, you're not going to see those big results for until years two and three. But when done right, you've built out a core of super fans that really drive adoption at the accounts that they're at, at their at. Number one, they influence their peers that are in other other accounts of other customers. They become references for reference calls, and they're also speaking on your behalf and promoting a brand at events. So it'd be user groups, webinars, you know, your annual conference, all those things. And so we had data done when that showed accounts with active members of community were typically several points healthier and less at risk than those accounts that had no activity in community. Uh, but again, it takes time to create that magic. That's a big enchilada, but that's that's <laughs> something that speaks to those executives, the ones that are much quicker to have to value or especially if they care about and are measured around support and support deflection, certainly creating a place for Q&A and validated answers or verified answers or accepted solutions, whatever you want to call it, um, that ties directly into support deflection, creating great content for education, use cases, marketing, all those things can tie in. And again, it goes back to, you know, providing value for your customers to make them more successful. So it goes to the CSMs and also goes to, That's right. uh, you know, the enablement teams uh, and really everything about the customer journey, customer experience from the, the CCS perspective. No, that's, that's good. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. And I'll, let me give you an example of slightly kind of what you said, but so from a customer success or, you know, our chief customer officer, one of the things that he wants, you know, uh, certainly case deflection, that's kind of the high level, you know, problem you're trying to solve. And, and so, you know, but then it's it, in the beginning, it's really hard to kind of prove because, you know, when you first start a community, it's just going to take time to really kind of uh -huh. build those Q and A's up and that kind of stuff. But, you know, one of the things, and so that's, that is definitely one of them. Uh, and then, like you said, the case studies, references, all that kind of stuff and tracking that kind of stuff is, uh, will be another uh, important thing, especially well, both for marketing, for sales, and, and, and customer success. So I think, you know, all those stuff, what I'm trying to do, and, and unfortunately, you know, it's all manual. Some of the stuff you have to do is manual and just a pain in the butt because, you know, sometimes the, com the, the company's not ready to integrate into different business systems, although it's important you can kind of push that customer uh, uh, experience stuff. But one of the things I'm doing, and I'm presenting on this on uh, Tuesday, um, and nobody knows about it yet. So if they listen to this, uh oh no, I'm just joking, but they, they don't know. I mean, only one person has seen this presentation, but basically, um, and I've been trying to do this for a while is um, my uh, chief customer officer, uh, he, he said, Chris, can we tie the accounts that are in the community versus the CSM? So the CSMs have these number of accounts. And so, you know, maybe they have 20 each or 15, each. I don't know, whatever it is, there's 12 or 15 of them. 
And so, you know, right now, no, there's no system that ties together. But what I do know is I can go into our CRM and look at all the accounts that each CSM has by a report. Yep. And I could push that into Excel. And then I could push all the accounts and all the, you know, emails and users into, you know, uh, I guess Excel, whatever. And then do a VLOOKUP, which I'm not really good at all that. You know, I always find somebody to do some of the shit, you know. And, uh, and, then, and then what it does is automatically, once you kind of put it all together, is it then says, you know, these are the accounts that each CSM has that are in the, uh, that are in the community, right? Mm -hmm. and, then, and, and then you can even put the users if you want or the number of users and that kind of stuff. But then what that does is gives me the percent of accounts that are in community by CSM gives me the name of the CSM and their accounts, if you want one, or you just put the number. And then um, what I can do is today we're at, you know, X percent. We want to get to this percent because we know when they engage, they will yep. buy more, mm -hmm. they will help each other more, they will become more references and all this kind of stuff. And the more people you have in those accounts, the better. And so I have that information, which I'm super excited about. And then to present that, you know, uh, and that's a big value to them. Now I can show the CSMs and say, hey, go to this thing, you know, view only. Um, and, you know, take a look at the accounts that are there. These are the ones you need to go after. And these are even more. If you only have one, you still need to go after them. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, it's just one little thing. But to me, it's big because I've never done that before. Right. So, but now I've got to keep up with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. you know, that's, but I, I think it, it's, it's just providing value to the organization in any way you can, you know, so. No, absolutely. I mean, again, again, Domo, you know, they, they were in, Domo's in the analytics business. And so the CSM yeah. afforded a pretty robust account health scorecard. And so we could then look at the logos and they cross map mm -hmm. those to, you know, our, our community database, look at our stars, look at those people that are active, map those back and then show, you know, this comparison. Um, you know, and even and even Caltori was starting to do some of that work um, around, you know, the accounts, uh, you know, those that were, were in, you know, in community versus those who were not, and and with objectives to get more from missing accounts uh, in there as, as the uh, community was starting to build out. What's your favorite? Um, is is there a favorite type of executive you like to work with? You know, a specific role that's a little bit easier than the other. Just as a curiosity, I, I, it's kind of a weird question. The reason I ask is think about that, and I'll uh, I'll kind of talk a little bit about. It. So, since um, Imperva, so you know, I did uh, communities before Imperva, but it was is at a um, is at an electrician place, so it's a little different than um, uh, what I do uh, the last few years or five or six years. But when I was in Imperva, you know, I was under customer success. And then when I started at Realtio, I was under customer success uh, until recently. Now I report directly to our CMO. And so those two are completely different, right? Like it was so weird because, you know, the things that I'm used to hearing, and I'm not sure if there's one that I have a favorite than the other, but it's just kind of a learning experience. But when, you, when you're under like uh, the chief customer officer in, in their organization, you know, they care about support stuff. They care about, you know, making sure, uh, customers are implemented. They want to make sure that, you know, the customers are happy and, you know, they're always fixing problems. I mean, it's just always the customer, the customer, the customer, just on that side, that's, that's all you care about. And mm -hmm. just making sure that they're getting the value and, and that they're renewing, they're renewing on time. And maybe there's going to be a higher renewal. The TAMS, I mean, it's just, 
customer, customer, you know, dealing with problems after problem after problem, or, you know, trying to make them, you know, happy and, 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 and uh, that kind of stuff. But now when you deal with marketing, you know, generally there's a huge, uh, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, there's a huge relationship between sales and marketing, right? Because all I care about is leads and bringing new, new business and that kind of stuff. So marketing and sales are joined at the hip. And so that's all I hear about, you know, it's a different conversation. I'm like, shit, you know, like right. I've been doing this for a long time, right. you know, and, and, you know, secondary thing for me was, yes, leads will come in or leads, people will start looking at it. It's kind of a, yes, it's a brand awareness, but that's not what I, what I care about is brand awareness on the customer side. You know, I want to be on the first page of Google and I want people to, or, you know, when they search our product to be on the, you know, and, and find it right there on the first page and, and marketing, you know, I'm like, uh, I get, I get, get some leads or some case studies or I, I don't know. You know what I mean? So it's a different language. That, that's all I'm saying. I didn't know if there was some kind of thing that you might be used to more so than the other. No, for, so I, I think without putting, you know, tie, you know, executives into a particular box or title, my, my thought is my, my, what I like to work with or my preference is uh, executives, regardless of what role they're in, that really care about a real customer conversation that want to actually talk to real customers and not just look at reports. Yeah. Um, and who understand the value of it, you know, they care about the journey post sales. Mm -hmm. So where's my customer? How long have they been with us? So are they in the, they're year one or the year two or the year five? And why are they, well, you know, understanding why do they keep renewing and how are they getting the information? Because I think then there's a, a high correlation to the work that happens in community because they care about the pulse of the customer and what they're talking about and what they what their pain points and what their needs are, as opposed to, as you said, let's go find some more leads, which is important. But again, that's uh, that's like I think secondary in the community world. I agree. I agree. Um, what else on this topic? Any any kind of buzzing thoughts around executives or anything else? No, I think it's like I said. I think it's about you know mindshare and leveraging that once you, especially once you have them on board, is to leverage their influence and visibility and speaking opportunities that they may have across the company or even at events <clears throat> to leverage their platform to promote your cause. I think that uh, so that kind of example that I gave today about you know bringing Man Manish, our CTO, um, into um, uh, and ask me anything and, and to have that kind of level of support, you know, I could slack uh, our founder and CTO and say, Hey, do you, you want to do this? Absolutely. I want to do this, you know, this kind of thing. And, and he's going to do it, you know, but then the other thing is, is trying to get other executives involved. So there's somewhat of an, just calling kind of new uh, of our product team. And he's a VP of, I forget product platform and some, 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 and, but he's, People love this guy. And so I asked him, I said, hey, um, would you like to join me and Manish on a Ask Me Anything and you could be the moderator and whatever? And I didn't know. Like, I've, I've met him a few times, but I never really kind of, he said, yeah, absolutely. He goes, anytime you get me in a mic, I want to do it. I said, he's a good speaker, you know? And I was like, perfect. So the reason I did that, Donnie, is, is because it's important to get those leaders involved and engaged. Right, like, and and then, um, and and bring them in, 
right? So they'll remember that. And I think that's, that kind of stuff is fun. When you start playing with those kind of emotions, the fun stuff, mm-hmm. you know, then they're like, oh, I see the value of that, you know, because everybody wants to speak. Everybody wants to be a star, man, to some degree, right? And so if you can make them that mm-hmm. and help them, you know, yeah, you have to show the value, all those, you have to do all those things. But I, I also take the way of, you know, can I make these guys the superstars? You know, what can I do on my end to mm-hmm. one, look at Manisha as the thought leader in all things master data management. When people think of master data management, they think of Manish. But then how do secondary messages, how do I get um, Anch kind of, you know, some some uh, time out there with our customers that he probably hasn't had much of, right? And, and a bulk of customers, you know, and that could just be the start of our journey of a really good relationship. You know, and that's what I'm always thinking about is the relationships that I can build internally, both uh, at, at the executive level, but, but I also need those that are really smart that can actually, that know about the product and can get some shit done. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. And, and to that point, one way to, one great way to help accelerate, you know, especially once you've got an executive that's bought in and on board and an advocate for your work. Uh, is getting them involved at, at key events. So specifically, mm-hmm. you've got, you know, a user group in Chicago or New York or some big event, uh, and they happen to be there. Make sure that they, you know, acknowledge community, but also get to meet some of your community stars that may be in attendance. Uh, I think for me specifically, okay. one of the most successful things was my annual uh, community awards at our annual conference, Donald Palooza. Uh, I would make sure that my executive sponsor, my COO, was, you know, doing an opening. And actually being there, not for five minutes, but the entire 90 minute happy hour event and seeing my full on show or doing, you know, my Oscars where we're, we're recognizing the top solution author or the, the ideas champion or whoever it may be, because then they're mingling, they're, they're getting there. And some of these people, they know, but it's, at that point, they're like, the customer feels great. Cause like, wow, you know, the CCO is now, you know, cares about what we're doing. Uh, but more importantly, they get to see firsthand the impact of these, you know, top contributors and community, uh, you know, for the company. When you start communities, uh, sorry, kind of getting on a squirrel here, but I'm, I'm, I'm interested, people start communities in different ways. And, you know, the way I start communities is just, you know, I just, I buy a community platform in a, in a way, right? Like, and then I start uh, engaging in potential users that might use a community, you know, I find a list of thousands, if I can, of uh, customers, right? And then maybe even partners start asking them questions, start getting them. And then I start building relationships internally because I know I'm going to need them to answer questions and do that kind of stuff. But then I just blow and go in those, in these smaller organizations like I'm in today and in part of I did the same thing, but it was, it was a little bigger, but how do you, because I've heard people starting user groups, a Slack group, and they do all this shit, you know, and I just go. You know, like I already know they need it. I don't. I don't need to know what customers completely think or what. You know what I mean? Because I already, in this particular instance, in a product company, uh-huh. a SaaS company, I already know they're going to need it. If they don't have it, they need it. And these are the the reasons why. You know, like it's sure. pretty easy to me to kind of think about that. But I mean, you probably have a different approach. Sorry, I, I'm getting off, but I'm I'm very interested in in just kind of your oh, yeah. thinking. All good. So you know, when, I, when I, you know, HP was a different animal. Um, yeah. I pioneered that, and that was off the chart scale because we had just crazy Vaughn coming to our support website. With Delmo, uh, one of the key decisions that was was already done because they already had an existing executive executive relationship with Lithium and with mm-hmm. Delmo, so they already they already were licensing a platform. They weren't doing anything with it. 
So hmm. when I got the day that the day that I got hired was the day that they decided to have their first customer conference, which was literally literally 90 days away. So I was time boxed into launching the community. So I spent several months with, with my C-level executive, executives educating my community, getting more funding, saying, hey, I need a virtual project team. And he's, he wrote a check. I got a virtual team from, from Lithium, and we were live the day of the conference. Now, that's pretty cool. I had no mind share from marketing. I wasn't yeah. on any, any event. You know, We had one training event or a conference room to basically this community go live. I literally grabbed 40 people from the hallway <laughs> with some interest. I had Joe Cothwell there, you know, chief community officer at Lithium. He gave a keynote about the value community. Uh, I trained everybody real time in the, in the training session in our development environment, which is taboo. That's great. And then we <laughs> shut it down, closed their accounts. We turned on the community and they literally started posting during my training. That's how we launched the, uh, the Doma community. And obviously from there, we got a lot more traction with, you know, what we're doing. And in the case of Kaltura is more traditional. Uh, the way that I look at it is, is, is simply this. The brand already has conversations going on with customers. It's like, yeah. where are those conversations happening? Yep. The support is at the CSMs. So understanding, okay, who, the nature of the conversations, the pain points, uh, and so on. So I already had in my mind kind of a framework. I, I did the vendor selection. I invited the regular players to, to the, you know, to the RFP. Uh, you know, my budgets were approved already and we had you know, a decision, okay, wh- who are we going to go with? Mm-hmm. And then we had a plan because of our IPO was things were sensitive. They said, listen, we don't want to fully open at day one. Let's do a beta. So we did a private community invite only. And I had reached out to the CSM that said, get me a list of your customers. I want to know who, you know, and they, and they know yeah. who they are. Yeah. So we were doing invites every, uh, every week, kind of like a clubhouse model. Mm-hmm. You know, 50 to 100 invites a week, and we were getting pretty good response rates, probably as, much, as high as 40%. That's pretty uh, awesome. Over a 10-week you know, period, 12-week period, where we got about 500 customers in there uh, by the time we got through the summer, between May and August. And again, that got the, you know, the conversations going. It got content created. It built cool. out the structure. In the meantime, we went IPO. We got, you know, got that behind us. And then, you know, like I said, I moved over to the Chief Customer Officer's uh, organization. It's like, open it up, go do, go do what you need to do. And at that point, you know, we then uh, opened it up and now, you know, number one in SEO and getting all the usual suspects involved around, you know, promoting community, whether it be in, you know, email campaign, marketing campaign, websites, CSMs, email signatures, uh, and so on. Yeah. And then of course getting thought leaders involved to, uh, to create content. So the, 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 the short answer to your question is it's really understanding you know, where are the conversations taking place who are you going to reach out to? And you don't have to invite 10 million people. You got to start out with a core. I agree. That are passionate about your brand. They have knowledge about your product and they're going to be wanting to want, they're going to have thirst for that community. And in my case, culture was pent up demand. Uh, and it you know, came to fruition. Of course, you iterate along the way and then you bring more people to the show. That was great, man. I love that. Um, it's funny because when, um, I do it a little bit differently. I do kind of talk to CSMs and get them excited, but you're right. You, you can invite a million people. And if you invite a million people and you don't have content there, then it's kind of like going to a party that no one's at. You start, I, I think that, you know, the best way really is to kind of start small-ish, you know, and I like your kind of, I, I did that too. I, I started, uh, I did a, just a week though, maybe two. I said, all right, well, we'll do kind of a pre-launch to see if we can get people interested and in, in, and maybe start creating some content a, a few weeks before and then add people in. Hey, you know, you're, 
you know, you're special and we want you to come in. You're solely mm-hmm. invited to this thing. And, and that kind of worked, you know, and then eventually I just kind of launched it. And then now it kind of, you know, people just, they come in and, you know, I'm, I'm getting, I don't have to do much anymore. You know, like we're getting um, uh, customers all the time now. So it's pretty cool. No, I agree. Well, Bonnie, any last parting words before we, before we go? No, it's great catching up with you. Uh, you know, just let folks know, you know, with the share with Chris short time, I'm now, you know, now free agent. Uh, we have a oh. bit of feedback, at, you know, Caltura and I was, you know, a uh, little round of layoffs. So uh, looking for my next big gig here. And so uh, any of you who are looking for someone to drive leadership, thought leadership at a uh, strong brand, please reach out to me. You can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn. We'll post awesome. That. And yeah, I'll put that stuff in the uh, Cheers Over Beers notes, you know, uh, show notes and everything else. You're, LinkedIn and, and things like that. So, well, Donnie, thanks so much for coming on today. Uh, it's another Peers Over Beers. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And until next time. Thanks, Chris. Thanks.